0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and senior pastor of True Vine Baptist Church. This is my contest. we welcome you, I welcome you, and I praise God that you'll get something from it and bless your life. In Jesus' name, we love you. Oh, what a blessing. I just want to let you know, and you heard it from me first, but Aaron just gave us a test What the July Gospel Concert's going to be like. Amen. So we give God all the praise. What a blessing. Welcome again this morning. And we just thank God for you being in the house or online with us. Bow for me, with me for a word of prayer. Father, you are all right. In our vernacular, that is best that we can muster. You are all right. Blessed be your holy and righteous name. Now, Father, touch us today, bless us today by the moving of your spirit and the course of your word to change our lives, to bless our lives, and we give you glory. Now, Holy Father, bless this your servant. Think with my mind and speak with my mouth that which you want to say to these thy people and bless them in Jesus' name. And Father, we be careful to give you all the glory and the praise and that one that is not saved today, may they come and ask Christ to come into their life. That one, O God, that is saved, but no church home, bless them. That they'll say, yes, I want to be here to worship the Lord. And God, we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, And all said, amen Amen. and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, praise man. Amen. We've got a short piece of scripture we're going to talk about. Uh, It's in Joshua chapter 24 verses 13 through 16. In Joshua chapter 24, verses 13 through 16. And if you have Joshua 24, please say amen. amen. But i like to ask humbly that once we get into the worship today, or any day, unless you're reading your Bible on your electronic device, do not have your face in your iPad or your phone. Amen. Can I get the church to say amen? amen? Amen. And I know y'all will be looking up at me and I'll be looking at you. Amen. amen. Joshua 24, 13 through 16. It's written here I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities which you did not build, and you dwell in them. You eat of the vineyards. And olive groves which you did not plant. Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served... That were on the other side of the river are the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and doing hearing and doing of his word. You may take your seats. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Before we really begin with the text today, I remind each of you of the mission of our church. My friends, it is easy to remember, and it is easy to put into practice our mission statement. Keep this on your heart, memorize it, and then practice it. Extending God's love without limits, impacting each generation to know and love Christ. We'll just start with our mission because this is what we do. As, uh, as witnesses, you who have been born again are to introduce anyone and everyone to the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. In doing so, you impact, you influence the lives of many to trust in Christ and to know him as your Savior and the Lord of glory. As we get into chapter 24, it begins with Joshua reminding the people, and on your own time, go back and begin to read from chapter 24, verses 1 through 12, and then 13, you come up with our text. But in those verses, in those 12 verses, Joshua reminds the Israelites of their history, and not only that, and God's faithfulness to them. When you begin to read that, you begin to wonder. And saying, "Lord, you have brought me from a mighty long way, but you see, unless we are connected with Him, that won't happen. Unless you're just saying it to say something." So Joshua calls this last meeting before he died at Shechem, which are which is an important landmark in the history of Israel. For instance, Shechem was where Abraham received God's promise. I've given Israel the land of Canaan. This is where they are in the land of Amorites at the moment. According to Genesis twelve seven. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your descendants, I will give this land and there he, shall, he, will, he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And so our text begins at verse 13 as we had shared before. And let me read this 13 for you. I have given you a land. In other words, God goes backwards and says, I have done all of these things for you. And when we began to remember that and apply it to right now, to where we are, what has God done for you? God has done mighty things for you. God has done mighty things for me. God has done great things for all of us. And so as as Joshua chose, he said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So the people answered and said, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. That was a great religious statement they just did. But they lied because right after that, they began to chase other gods. From the very beginning of creation, Almighty God had a plan. He had a purpose and a plan for mankind, and when he created the first human beings, Adam and Eve, he had a plan in mind for them, and his plan was that his creation would serve him and bring glory to his name, and if you've thought about it already, it's all about us serving the Lord. Many of us come to the worship center, and we have a great time, we think, in worshiping God. But it's more than that that God requires of us. It's more than just coming if you're able to come. It's more than that being online if you're able to be online. When we come to serve God, we come to do a number of things for His honor and for His glory. In this first chapter of Joshua... Uh, 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 Joshua and Moses the servant of God dies and Joshua the God appointed successor to Moses was to lead the people of Israel over the Jordan to the promised land and he did just that you see he was not asking but demanding God doesn't ask he demands. why because he's a sovereign God think about the moment that you were not saved think about the moment after you got saved and you began to grow in your faith and trust God your whole life changed. Then all of a sudden there were people all around you, things that you were used to. It all began to come back. Some of your friends. I heard a brother said he was trying to get out of the drug deal and stuff like that, and, but it got with his friends. And it pulled him right back into that situation. We will not exempt. It comes the same way. If you're not careful, you'll stop serving God to serve yourself. And even in the church, whatever you might be doing for the glory of God is wonderful. But if you're not careful, it'll be about you serving you in God's church. That's an affront to God. Oh, I'm glad I'm not God. Because I'll be sitting up and going, pss, pss, pss. I'm glad that he's long-suffering. I'm glad he's long-suffering on me. I'm glad that he waits. I'm glad he he waits on us to get it together. And we think that we can outsmart God. Well, I I came to church. Well, that that don't mean a whole lot. The devil come to the church. Matter of fact, he's on time every time. He's just waiting on you to get here. And you get an attitude because somebody's sitting in the seat that you're used to sitting in. But listen, they got here first. Why are you complaining? We got all kinds of seats. You can ask the cameraman to go and let you seat up front. Or the ushers, amen. Or you can sit in the back. Oh, y'all know, we might have heard from these over here. And Joshua, they, there were many gods vying for the attention of the people. We won't go through and name all of those. It is the same with us today. It is not that we live in a godless society, a society without God, but rather we live in a society full of gods, little g-o-d-s, pleading for our attention. We're going to get into some of that. The issue, my friends, is that we're serving the wrong ones, and we need to not do that. The issue is whether to obey our almighty loving Creator or to be lost in a hell-bound madhouse of confusion. There's so many among us, so many that we know, so many in our work relationships, so many in our shopping relationships, where you can see and you know people are just wrapped up with all of these other kinds of gods, and they're suffering, but they don't know that they are suffering. Amen. They think it's normal. But Joshua makes it clear with his intent. It is for him and his family. And I want to stop there. I know Father's Day is coming. I pray that I'm able to preach amen on Father's Day. Well, i got something for you. But Joshua starts right here. You can just take from the text. He didn't ask his wife. He didn't ask his children. The dog. Anybody. He said, that's for me. What that tells us, that means Father's... Whether you are married or not, fathers, you ought to be in the house of the Lord. Fathers, you ought not just show up, but you ought to show up and show in and show out for God to bless you. You ought to get the word of God in your heart and begin to allow it to change you. Many of us are not changed. We come in looking good. But our hearts are desperate. Our hearts need Christ. We can fool me anytime, but you can't fool God no time. Yes. When we come to worship God, sometimes we think that, well, God is going to bless us this way or that way because we pray. Some of us pray and we're not even lining up with God. Do you think God's going to hear that? The Bible declares that when we worship him, we must worship him in spirit and in the truth yes. and the truth of his word that we can't do it without him. So Joshua made a choice. You all got to make a choice. And I'm just talking to the fathers for the moment, but everybody else, it applies to you too. You got to make a choice. What we see many times and oftentimes in the church of the living God, our sisters, come on, sisters, give me amen. Amen. Our sisters are in the church of God. Our sister dragged, you know that, that thing. My mama dragged me to church. Yes, she did, just... But at least they came dragging. And you found that when you got whatever age you wanted to be, you was gonna leave home. Now look at you. You're back in church. That's for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God doesn't want no just no anything. You not not to try to appease him with little bitty stuff. We we gotta give our whole hearts, mind, soul, and body to God. Some of you may think, well, that's what the preacher's supposed to do. No, it's not. Everybody that named the name of Jesus ought to do just the same. We're going to talk briefly about three things. Fear the Lord. Forsake false gods. Serve the Lord with sincerity and truth. First, fear the Lord. After God, through Joshua, reminds the people of what has been done on their behalf and are reminded in verse 14, now, therefore, fear the Lord why I wonder that God would say that you see he brought let me go back to that history he brought them up out of Egypt uh, being slave. he gave them water to drink in a dry and thirsty land he gave them food that rained down from heaven he protected them from the enemy he brought them over the, the, the red sea the, on dry land and he, and he put them in land and places that they didn't even work to get and he kept on loving them kept on touching them kept on strengthening them kept on working them and now he's saying as Joshua, his servants. As for me and my house, we're going to worship the Lord. I don't know about you, but sometimes we take God's blessing for granted. We think that he's supposed to do that. Well, I got some bad news for you. He don't have to do anything. He's God and, and what you get is grace. I want you to know that I love having grace. I need a little mercy to go along with it. And sometimes I thank you for men long-suffering. In other words, waiting don't mean to get it together. God deserves our fear. He deserves our worship. He deserves our care. We ought to give it to him and not hold anything back. But does fear what it does mean to fear? The Lord. If you loved him, you fear him out of reverence, awe, and respect. As someone in our community who has some title, mayor or whatever, come through the door we give them all kinds of respect but I want you to know that my God comes in the door all the time and we don't give him no kind of respect we come in the door talking about what happened yesterday my friends I want to know what's going to happen right now as I serve the true and living God we ought to come to his presence with thanksgiving and to his court with praise if you got to make any noise want you to go ahead and begin to praise him go ahead and begin to sing To him, go ahead and begin to pray to him, go ahead and begin to thank him, go ahead and begin to dance in the Lord, go ahead. it's not about what somebody else did it's what he did there's a song we say he woke me up early this morning and started me on my way he woke everybody up it wasn't your alarm clock or somebody called you it was God that said hey get up it's time to go worship and just for that we ought to praise him in other words about this fear thing it's the kind of fear it is reverential awe and respect of God in other words, we ought not to satiate ourselves in front of God as if we somebody. God doesn't need us. We need God. I can't do without him. If there ever is a compelling reason to serve the Lord, the prophet Samuel says in 1 Samuel 12 and 24, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. Oh, I have to stop for a moment. And if you're not careful, to bring tears to your eyes because you begin to remember the great things he's done for you. The great way that he pulled you out of the fire. The great way he delivered you and brought you forward. Oh, somebody ought to say amen. Deuteronomy 10, 12, and 13. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but the fear of the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and the statutes which I command you today for your good. You see, it's just not coming to the worship center. And thinking that you've done a whole lot for the Lord. It's not about that at all. It's about your heart. But on the other side, the Old Testament says the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Even as saved believers, even as you've been born again, we must be careful. We must be careful about our old nature. If you're not careful today, you're going to cuss somebody out before you leave church. You may not even say the word, but it's in your mouth and in your heart. Or you may be sitting there right now. I don't know who you think he is. I know who I am. And I'm the child of the king. And i come to preach the word of God. I don't make no known bones about it. Some people, well, I want you to preach something nice and soft. If you want that, tune into your favorite TV station. You'll get something nice and soft. Ain't nothing nice and soft about it. God's Word is given that we may grow by it. God's Word is given that we may learn to walk in His ways. That our behavior has to change. Many of us, our behavior is back at what I would call, we're back in our default position. Old nature. Old nature. And we're not even recognizing it. We got hate in our hearts. We got things against folk in the church. We got folk in the church that want to tell me how to run the church. Well, you should have been there when God called me to preach. Maybe he would have called you. And what that got to do with serving the Lord, everything. You see, when your heart changed. Yes, we're going to have some difficulties. Yes, we're going to have some trying time. Yes, we're going to have all of that. But it's the love of God that keeps us working. It's the love of God that keeps us moving forward. You begin to think, oh, how good he is. And when you get really down and you just can't take it no more, you be, I can imagine what you'll do. I know what I'll do. I'll just lay across my bed praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Yeah, I have no more of the words, but I just want to praise him in help. Somebody say, when you're praising him, the blessing begins to come down. I don't know if that's biblical, but it sure does sound good. And I'm going to praise him anyway. I'm going to praise him if you like me. I'm going to praise him if you don't. I'm going to praise him if you think about it. I'm going to praise him. Not only do I fear him, I praise him. There are five things in these two verses that I just read that God asked of his people. Fear the Lord, walk in his ways, love him, serve him, and keep his commandments. That's fear. Secondly, forsake uh, your false gods. Joshua put it this way. Put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Oh man, he's, he's really in that back pocket, ain't he? He got them working here. They got their mind. They got this question mark on their face. Like, Josh, what you talking about? Put away the gods which your father served. He's talking about Israel, even Abram and his father, Terah, and all of those in his family, they served other gods. Before the Israelite nation was even started, they were serving other gods until he called Abram out. Go to a place I'm going to show you. When you read that, you get the beginning of what God is going to do and bring out his people. He's going to raise up some people. My friends, he's trying to raise up some people today in this society, in this culture, today. Why? To serve him, to bring glory to God. And we ought to serve the Lord with whatever we have. Throughout the history, the Israel's history, the worship of pagan gods had been their downfall. Listen in the Ten Commandments, is God's command to his people. Thou shall have no other gods. Some of you may think that the Old Testament is old and we don't have to deal with it. Wrong again. That's God's word and it's true then, it's true now. He said, don't have any other god before me. Some of us get up this morning, you probably pass by some folk. They're going to cut their yard. When you cut it yesterday, They're gone to the car wash. It's gonna rain. You should be in the house of the Lord. When well, we may lay up sleeping half the day because it's seen to be an off day. There is no off day to serve God. Every day is a day of thanksgiving. When you wake up early in the morning, your mouth ought to say thank you, Jesus you didn't have to do it but you did thank you Joshua told them how it was so in Exodus 23 32 and 33 he says you shall make no covenant nor agreement with them nor with their gods in other words the people of the land they shall not dwell on your land lest they make you sin against me for if you were you, were, you served their gods it would surely be a snare or a trap to you look around us folks We serve other gods right now. Some gods are in your own life; it's your home. I love my home, but it ain't God. God gave me somewhere to stay. I think because I don't have to have a tent or lean to. Yeah, I give God praise. Some of the money is somebody's God. We can't stop working because we want money. When you die, what's going to happen to your money? Give it up. Donate it. I'm not saying you shouldn't have any money. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that everything should be in order because I'm going to go and I'm going to serve the Lord. I remember when I'm doing all kinds of things to do what I wanted to do. I remember when I wasn't saved. Things were just falling around in my life, so I just walk away and do other things. I remember. But then one day, the glory of God's caught up with me. The mercy of God caught up with me. Saved my soul. And I haven't been the same since. I'm still working on it. I'm not perfect, but I'm the Bible tells me I need to work toward that goal to be perfect in his name. I thank him what he's done for me. I thank him what he's brought me. I thank him what he's done in my life. I thank him. I'm missing my spouse, but I thank him that he's with me. I don't like it, but I thank him that he walks with me and he talks with me a long life narrow way. I thank him. I'm not in no sadness. I just thank him. I thank you that you touch me and bless me. I thank you, Lord. You are awesome. Oh, I can take the easy way. I can not show up. Dr. Richard, Dr. Blocker, they can come and preach, and I can be somewhere, whatever I'm doing. I know Dr. Richard going to come day day. Hey, dog, come on, come on now. You know that ain't going to work. We're going to pray for you, and we expect you to be in the pulpit Sunday. I know what they're going to do. Why? Because they fear the Lord. They trust God. They're working on behalf of the Lord for my sake. God gives me what I need. He gives you what you need. He don't give us what we want. He gives us what we need. And since he gives us what we need, we ought to serve him. We ought to stop trying to accumulate all kinds of stuff into our lives as if that's God. You can't put God in a box. You can't put God really in this world because he's just too big. This whole universe can't contain him. That's how mighty he is. So we want to serve God. Today, many, as I said, have chosen to serve other gods, the gods of money, the gods of power. I'm not against anyone trying to go up the ladder of success and whatever you do, that's fine, but do not forget who brought you there. Do not forget who placed you there. When we get a little something, now we forget about God. We get a little money, then we stop serving God. We get a little house, we stop giving God the praise. We get a little old hoopty, God, we just stop praising him, stop worshiping him. We get a little something, something, and we just put God on the the back burner. And some of y'all put him off the stove. And then when things start falling apart, here you come. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. You pray like you never prayed before. You know, you pray so hard, you leave out half of the syllables of Jesus' name. Oh, Jesus. What you should have been doing is doing that prior to all of that. So when the stuff happened, you would say, that's all right, then. I'm got God God walking along with me. I got Him on my side, and I know He's gonna work it out. I believe that He's all that and so much more. I I praise Him and I worship Him. I know the bad times are coming, but I got something for the bad times. I got Jesus. When things don't work out for me, I got Jesus. When it seems that people don't love me no more, I got Jesus. The Bible said he'd stay closer to us than a brother. We got some natural brothers that don't even know your name. We have these other gods. Power, gods of pleasure, gods of possessions. That's what happened to the rich young ruler. The Bible said he was rich, he was young. Oh, he thought he had it going on. He asked the right question, he asked the right person, he got the right answer, but he made the wrong move. I hope that's not you. These have become a snare or trap to you. The book of 1 Kings sums it up in 1 Kings 18, 21. And Elijah came to all the people and said, how long you halter or you falter or waver between two opinions. I, I like the way the King James says it in a way that it just kind of makes sense. How long hold you between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. Amen. But if Baal, if there's a false God, then follow them. But the people answered him, not a word. Why do you think they couldn't answer? Because he had peeped the whole card. That's why they couldn't answer Oh man, he's right. Okay, answer that. Yes, you can. And many today are trapped. We got false gods in religion. Yes, we do. Don't y'all, no, no, y'all be quiet in here, and don't y'all be quiet at home either. We we know this we know what's going on, but those folks can't help you. Let me ask you a question, folks. Your favorite religious person? On uh, I, I, I won't say religious, but your favorite person? Amen on TV amen that said they're preaching but you know how that is are they going to come and see you when you sit? are they going to give you a phone call and say I know your house is being repossessed I got a check in the mail not that ain't going to happen as a matter of fact you can't even get through it used to be a time in our lives when I said so you can call somebody you can call a real person and they'll answer you and so on and so on. And you don't even get a busy signal anymore. It just cuts off. Then you call them back. Now you really got an attitude. Next thing you hear, they want some money from you. Mm-hmm, y'all be sending that money to them. What about your tithes and orphan in the church? In the place where you live? Oh, come on now. Don't y'all give me no shallow clapping for that y'all y'all should be riding y'all should be hollering when information comes to you know it's right we ought to do what's right some of you that know jesus is savior right now y'all you know what gets me it ain't me because i'm not doing it y'all tipping god you tip at the restaurant Anybody went to a restaurant lately and you did it online or whatever and you went to the place and they brought the food out to you and then you looked on the ticket on the ticket 18 to 20 percent God don't ask you for 10 and you won't do that Oh no y'all ain't got to say nothing y'all ain't got to say nothing no don't say nothing mm. And some places it gets, it gets even when I went to one place, 25 percent of the if I hadn't ordered my food, I would not be here right now. No. <laughs> but we, we just you see, when we serve God, the Bible declares we ought to do it with all of our hearts, our minds and our souls. When we serve God, God wants us to uh, make him look good, if you will. Give him glory. And I often talk to, uh, sometimes to you and sometimes to Dr. Richard. And I said, one time I was mad with God because Moses, he had all them people that got on his last nerve. And so God told him to go in and speak to the rock and y'all get the water and everything be all right. So Moses got his cane, walked over to the rock. You know he was cussing. And he hit the rock. He lost his blessing. And I'm mad with God. Why you do that to rep Moses? Moses was just trying to do his job. But it came to me and said, go read the word again. I went and read it again. It said, God did that because Moses did not bless him in in front of the people. He did not honor him among God's people. It don't matter how many of y'all get on my last nerve. I am not going to hit no rock. I'm going to go touch the rock, bless the rock, and then I'm going to go talk to the Lord about y'all. I'm going to tell the Lord what happened. I'm not going to tell y'all what's going on. I'm going to tell Jesus. This is what happened. Some folk get up and leave the church because they don't like this, that, another thing. Well, let me tell you. Let me give you a real truth. You're going to go to whatever church you want to, and they got the same problem, if not worse, than ours. So you ought to stay where you're planted. we talking about fearing God. Some people come to the church, you know, Pastor, the Lord sent me here. I'm like, okay, that's good. Three days later, well, I'm going to move my membership. Well, what happened? Well, I believe the Lord is telling me that I need to go and do this and such. And Why don't you just be truthful? Just say, I just don't like you. I don't like the church. I'm leaving. Okay. Just get real with it. Don't try to better me up in, in front of God. God already know your heart. Amen. So why are you lying in the church? Amen. Amen. Why are you lying to folk? And then you go out and tell all your buddies who are not saved, child, man, that Pastor Christ, he's, he's terrible, man. And I can believe those people watch me on Facebook are like, what Pastor Christ are you talking to? Now, that's what I see on Facebook. They be throwing down over the word of God. They ain't the one who's preaching up a storm. Yeah. They ain't the one that after you got to be paid the church because he don't pay, preach all the paint off the wall. Yeah. What press of God, Christ, are you talking about? I sure wish they would tell him that sometime. Maybe they get their act straight. I'm going to stop messing with y'all. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> At least for the moment. But let me finish. Amen. God is still good. I'm getting outside of myself. Y'all pray for me. Ask God to forgive me. Amen. But sometimes the truth needs to come out. And so we get down to the third one. Serve the Lord with sincerity. Uh, serve the Lord with truth. You heard me say earlier that we need to worship him in truth. We, we can't worship God when there's a lot of contention in our lives going on. And we are the cause, and we don't get it cleaned up. So we need to worship God. We need to fear him, serve him in genuineness, honesty, and seriousness, and and, and truth. And so let me read these last three verses. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So the people answered and said to him, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Joshua declared, but as far as he was concerned, His choice was made. He's going to serve God. And my friends, all of us, each one of us, must make that decision too. We've got to make a choice. The enemy of God and God's people is always ready to wiretap you. He's always ready to have you to fall off the area that you need to be on. And he says he will have you to say other things. So decide to serve the Lord. What is it it going to be? The Lord God of creation or some false god. What is it going to be? Joshua reminded the people many times of what the Lord had done for them. Yet in spite of the warnings, they went after the false gods of the people they were living among. When you choose a false god, you reject the true and living God. Let me give you a quick example that just came to mind. Those of you that remember, many sermons have to do with Jesus' crucifixion. And we know that there was a defector in the group named Judas Iscariot. Judas had another God. It was money. It was fame. It was position. And he sold him out, sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. And I just got to tell you, what happened to Judas. Well, in case you didn't know, what happened to him is that the enemy, after he got through using him, he caused him to commit suicide. But you see, it had been just as well as Judah would have said, listen, I'm going to my Savior, and I'm going to say, Savior, don't pass me by. Savior, I messed up, and I did this to you. Savior, would you have mercy on me? Savior, would you just touch my life and turn me all around? But it didn't because he had already been torn away by Satan and he died. The enemy will do the same thing to you once he got you doing whatever he wants you to do. Then you turn against the church, you turn against the Lord, you turn against heaven. And then death comes. It's not because God took you out. It's because Satan turned your heart around. And you got your just rewards. My friends, it's time to choose. It's time to stop playing church and be the church. It's time time to stop playing with God and being God's servant. It's time to say no to the world and yes to the Lord. It's time, it's time, it's time. In the book of Luke, it is written, Jesus, the Son of God, came into the world to seek and to save that which is lost. Jesus, today, right now, is searching for those of you who have denied and rejected him. Oh, you may be sitting in the sanctuary, but this is not a sanctuary for sinners. This is a hospital. You can get your sins forgiven. You can get your life restored. And you're going to have the blessings of God. He's searching for you. Is that you today? Too many people just play church. They, well, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to look good, smell good. But we're not good. Because God knows your heart. I I don't know your heart. But God does. And you're at home. You're not exempt. You may be at home for various reasons. Maybe you're still afraid of COVID. That's okay. Maybe you're afraid of not coming to the in-person worship. That's okay. But you see, you've got to choose. You've got to choose to come and worship God. He's searching for you today. And every one of us must make a choice. So choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again, and we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.